All right, blockaders, you know what time it is. It's time to sit down with the man, the myth, the legend himself after a high day of clamming, Mr. Robin Vote. Let's sit back, relax, and make the jump into a galaxy far, far away. Man, rumor has it that galaxy's even out far past Dorchester. Cross galaxy. This week, we're going to take a departure on uh, around the galaxy and concentrate instead on Batu on Dover, New Hampshire, where the Strand Movie Club is going to have an event on May the 9th, where they're going to screen The Force Awakens. And I cannot wait to join you guys and see the film and do a little trivia. Uh, in anticipation of that, I wanted to go through a few of my favorite... I was going to do a top five. I don't think it's possible to do a top five moments of any Star Wars movie because every time you do it, there one turns into five more and then blah, blah, blah. So we're not even going to do that. But I do have a few moments that I, I always sort of focus on when I'm watching the film, moments that I'll be looking for when we go and see the movie on Thursday, May 9th. First off is is the actual beginning of the, the crawl. I think that the, the words Luke Skywalker has vanished sets up the entire series of uh, sequel films in a way that I don't think anyone ever expected. Yes, we expected after someone told us about it. Did you ever believe that the main character of the sequel trilogy would not be Luke Skywalker? I don't think anyone really had that in mind until, you know, some of the preview images and, and some of the interviews prior to the film came out. I think the second moment that I, I, I think was really definitive in the film when I first saw it was the emergence of the First Order out of those troop carriers. They looked like stormtroopers. They looked like old school stormtroopers, but then they weren't. You know, we have Finn, blood on his helmet, looking down at a colleague, a comrade, and saying, I don't want this life. I don't want this life. And I thought at first I was just not sure what was going on there. Obviously, there was not any evidence as to what exactly the, the stormtroopers were going to be, how they came about. There was some reading, which I hadn't done at that point, that you know includes a little bit of Finn's backstory. But in the end, Finn is a human being. And I think that that was a major departure from how we thought about stormtroopers ahead of the game here. And, and maybe it actually leads us to think about how they might be portrayed in the next film. After that reveal, we have that terrific switch between Finn and Ray and their helmets. And, and you have the eyes of one going to the eyes of the other. And Ray, the protagonist of the sequel trilogy, is revealed. She is Luke Skywalker-esque, but she's obviously her own person. And, and Jakku looks a little bit like Tatooine, but it's not exactly Tatooine. And the way that Ray does not have anyone at all and is literally building her family around her as she goes through her adventures is pretty impressive. Uh, I think that drew me in. I would say there's times when I just am so drawn to Rey as a character that many of the other characters in, in all of the films kind of fall away. I think Rey is up there. I don't like to have favorites, but it's up there in terms... She is up there in terms of how important she is to me in terms of the saga. Takadana. And uh, Maz Kanata, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting a sort of cantina vibe somewhere. And the idea that you had the cantina with music provided by Lin-Manuel Miranda, by the way, pretty amazing stuff there. I think that the switch to a certain amount of non-CGI work with some of these guys was overplayed, but very important. I think it was really well done and set up the rest of the trilogy, the rest of the, the series in a way that was different than the prequels. 
I think that one of the things I really liked about Takadana was that we got that reveal that there's something special about Ray in a really tangible sense down in the basement when she touches the lightsaber. And that leads me to the idea that the person under the black mask, you know, obviously we never saw the person under the black mask in um, the original trilogy until the end. This person is also a human being. This person is Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo, is part of the Skywalker clan. He's gone the wrong way. We don't know what he knows about his grandfather other than that he knows that he was Darth Vader. I think that's really, really compelling. The reveal of Kylo, again, as this unbelievably quaffed fanboy of Darth Vader is pretty impressive. I, I, I was blown away by that moment. And then it leads us to the reveals and the upsetting moments in and around Starkiller Base where, you know, obviously Han Solo dies. I think I knew that that was coming. Certainly, Harrison Ford had been pretty vocal about how that was going to work and how he wanted it to work originally in the original trilogy. I'm glad he had a hero moment. I'm sad that it went the way it did, just because I love Han Solo, but we got the other movie. And finally, that, that lightsaber battle at the end, where the Excalibur-esque Skywalker lightsaber goes to Rey, and... You know, we realize fully how special Ray really is, how exciting her adventures are going to come to be over the next two films. I, w I had chills. I think I started tearing up. I just thought it was a pretty amazing introduction to the end of the Skywalker saga. So see everybody on May 9th up in Dover. I hope you guys uh, say hello to us while we're doing some trivia and, and maybe perhaps after we watch the film. And I'll throw it back to you, Robin. Thanks. many so many mentions of the wills rogue one yeah guardians of the wills that's what shirt emway was he was a guardian of the wills we saw a book come after about bays and him being those guardians but see I'm, I'm just, now that is all still part of the story right yes correct but, correct but it, it's come after everything so so you may get a mention point from 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 George. It's not in a book format or anything like that. So he'll sit down. And he can talk to Dave Filoni about it, I guess. Talk to JJ about it, I guess. Talk to anybody who's uh, and Kathleen Kennedy or whatever. Talk to anybody about these things, and um, they can gradually weave them in, right? Mm. But with these comic books, the comic books came first. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a budget for a live action. You might have got a, a really kind of. Um, basic cartoon, <laughs> you know. Right. I, I love Super Friends. Spider-Man, Five Star. Look, man, it was all good. Right to this day, I love that stuff. But yes. but but you, but you had those. But you had them all first, so you had something to work from. You yeah, know, um, with and with Feige, um, he had the same thing. He had something to work from, and so there was a structure in terms of where you're going. Um, with, with he didn't know if he was going to get past the first movie. Yeah, that's right. Then, and then he then he was able to, and then came self reliant to a point um, financially to to kind of tell the rest of these stories. But it's all been inside his head. It's not like he's written these things down, you know, and chronicalized them and things like that. Says, oh yes, we've got to make all these someday. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so in terms of piecing it together like that, you know, from where they are. In their, in their stories and um, where they place other stories, it'll always be about these little random fillers that make you go, oh my goodness, that's how that's connected. Yeah. 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 They're never, not going to be able to not do that. 
you know, because everything is connected. Some like someone might mention something about um, uh, the Scarlet Pit or something or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that might even be they might mention that in in the Mandalorian or something crazy like that. And you're like, oh, they don't even have to mention Boba Fett. No, <laughs> yeah. Just a Scarlet Pit, yeah. Yeah, you know, I ain't gonna go out like that. that that's all he needs to say. <laughs> That'd be that connective tissue of a Mando not falling into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. No, but it's a it's a nod. So yeah. so a lot of these nods we've been getting in Star Wars have been not just for people who know about past canon um, or what was and what isn't canon anymore, um, but they've still been honored with a with a little nod in the movie, saying, "Oh, you remember when you guys did this? Yeah, yeah, we'll add it to this degree in our story." You know, so there you go. And and people are like, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, um, there's that kind of vibe going on, but it's not just for them. It's for those people that years from now, you know, who have all these box sets, you know, and they're like, oh, wow, let's talk about it, man. Do you know how deep it goes? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And that's, that's the thing with The Mandalorian, too, when you look at it and why it's funny when I was watching The Mandalorian panel at Celebration. It kind of dawned on me with this conversation with using past content and canon to really build a, a format, even though it hasn't been mentioned in a while. And you have John Favreau working on The Mandalorian, who was tasked in the MCU to basically take the Iron Man story and give it to us on the screen. He, this was a guy who rejuvenated <laughs> and was able to give us the MCU in one single film and set it on fire. And now he's tasked with five years after the events of Return of the Jedi to give oh, us a story oh, about a Mandalorian. But didn't he vote? Didn't he do the voice of a Mandalorian for, for Dave Filoni? He did indeed. So he even knows the knowledge <laughs> to be able to do it too. Look how much look. I've got a lot of love for Dave Dave Filoni. Yeah, obviously, man. This is like you know, just 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 I uh, just love what love the the heart and the passion and this just the way things are done right. Yeah, yeah everything could yeah. look great, but unless it's written right and done right, there's no point. And he does it, and he does it so right with the people mm. that he has. Love that. But John Favreau now. Every time I see John Favreau on TV or something like that, I I marvel. Yeah, because mm, mm. Uh, because the first time I ever saw him or ever heard of him was when he um, played Monica's boyfriend in Friends. Oh, that's right! I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> of all the of all the roles, of all the roles, he played Monica's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, right. Because because after that, then I, I I kind of vaguely saw him about in one or two other things or whatever. Um, but then it was more about him producing something or directing mm -hmm. something. I'm like. Oh, that was the same guy that was acting in, you know, and, you know, while other people that came onto Friends were kind of like already celebrities, he was mm. very new. I never, I never seen him or heard of him before, yeah. um, before Friends. But um, after after Friends, it's kind of like everybody else who get who guest starred in Friends or whatever, they came on and carried on doing their thing, you know. Sure. But the only one that was really interesting was was every time, you know, John John Favreau's name popped up. I was like, oh, okay. Dude, man, he does so much stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, multifaceted. And then Iron Man, and it was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, you know and, and, you know, the way him and Robert Downey Jr. bounce off each other and, 
and now yeah. with um, uh, Tom Holland, you know, yeah. I love, I love the banter. I love that witty kind of just realism that they have. That's not it. They're not. They're not in awe of each other. They're not in awe of anything. It's just like yeah. oh, I just suck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love. It. And then the fact that he's now helming. Um, well, partially helming this thing with the Mandalorian because there's is, who else is doing it? There's oh boy, the is um, that... yep, yep. Uh, there's um, not, what is t- not Takini? What, what's his name? Guy who That's... did Thor Ragnarok, yeah, yep, yep. And then <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Ron yeah. Howard's daughter, Dice Bra- Bryce Dallas Howard. Ah, uh, right, yeah, that's it, Bryce Dallas, yes, yeah. And then, and then there's it, another. There's two others, and then and I think also um, Filoni, Dave Filoni might be, um, yes. you know, and it's almost it's almost like you know it's easing him into the next phase of his career. So it's like you've mm. done so good the animations. Now it's time for you to do some live action. You know, what team do you want? <laughs> you know, and he's like, I need the eight. I want the eighty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. And they're just knocking knocking this stuff out. I mean, I can't wait. I really can't wait for the Mandalorian. I've I've never been a Boba Fett fan as such. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciated him in the movies. I loved that someone who could be a bounty hunter who would have to be so calculated about everything, especially if he's going to follow the Millennium Falcon when it disembarks from the is it the destroyer in in, yeah, in the trash. They- all that kind of stuff. It's like, how did he know? Do that. He must be really clever. He must be. Yeah, he must be really smart. <laughs> but <laughs> and then, then he's taken out in yes. pure chaos, you know. And that's Han and Chewie, just pure chaos. And that was the only way he could go out. So, so when some people say, "Oh no, that's a that's a that's a soft way for him to go," out, I'm like, that's the best way for him to go out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, there was nothing calculated about <laughs> about the chaos that was going on on that little mini barge thing, man. When um when they swung around and knocked it knocked it into his backpack or something and shot him. He hit his jetpack, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. It's just like you would have expected him to go out in a massive gunfight, but no, <laughs> no, no. And I <laughs> there's this deep theory that I have where I'm kind of like, okay. John, if if you want to make this really funny and you want to make this interesting, at the end of the Mandalorian series, have him go out in a non-calculated way. Like, <laughs> have have him go out and, and I'm again not setting any expectations, but how great would it be if we get to the end of that series and then suddenly somebody's like the Mandalorian, and then they hit him in the backpack and he goes flying or something. <laughs> that would be genius. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because all the way through the series, you would have to you you see how calculated he's gonna be. You know, he doesn't take nothing from nobody. You know, four or five stormtroopers ain't enough. You know, um, yeah, to handle yeah. it, he can handle himself. Good. You know, he's the best bounty hunter at it. Good. What kind of what would what would mess that up? Something chaotic. You know, running with Han and Chewie. You know, yeah. or you, you know what I mean? It's you know, I know I know a lot of people would be upset by that, but I. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more than happy with that. I would be absolutely more than happy with an ending like that because it makes sense. You know, stormtroopers are known for not having any aim. Mandalorians have no problem. <laughs> they they can't handle chaos. That's just what they do. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I saw I saw some clips from from that. Um, I feel like they've changed the um the setup a little bit of how. 
the panels are filmed and then um and then aired on youtube or something like that because yeah. i mean i love watching mark davis do his thing and occasionally and when anthony De anthony daniels is with him i'm not sure if they did that this time so i'm still trying to piece together what there is that i've missed mm. um but i do love watching what happens at some of these um at these celebrations you know especially the trailers for things um but the mandalorian it's you know it's a big big deal i hope I hope people just kind of embrace it. And it's the interesting thing. Mm. are probably more likely to embrace um, The Mandalorian episode by episode um, and enjoy it, you know, rather than watching a film that does the same thing by episode and episode for some mm. of them some mm. out there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, you, got, you have a problem with, with this and, and why are you picking, why are you having such a hard time with story man you don't have a story hard time when they're when you're watching those those box sets tv series on, on netflix or something it's <laughs> true you know what i mean there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of things people just kind of get so passionate about that they just don't stop to <laughs> to think it's but, true um, i and i i don't know i it looks great um oh man i just yeah it just it just looks good it just looks yeah good. Yeah, it, it's going to be a great series. It comes out this fall on Disney Plus, and I, I think everybody in the Star Wars community can agree that this it's a great time to explore the idea of, of live streaming TV and being able to put these these television series out, live action, animated, whatever it is. Of course, The Clone Wars is going to be out again this fall, which is going to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm looking forward to Filoni actually concluding the story like he wanted to, like he wanted yeah. to. That's a yeah. big piece. Yeah, it's you know, and I think I saw a bit of that panel, and and he said it was a surprise because I don't think that he was expecting it either. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's the best thing, and that's the best way, you know. Um, and finally getting to finish off his piece, and and we finally get to to add the last um, DVD uh, <laughs> package to our box set. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. be complete. Um, but I, you know, when I was out in LA last year, um, hanging with my friend Chris Bartlett. What's up, Chris? <laughs> and Rachel. Um, you know, I was watching. I was watching those um, those box sets, and it really did dawn on me that one of the most powerful, most beautiful storylines that they had in the entire series, you know, may never get a live action viewing. You know, and that's the story mm. of Ahsoka. You know, what an amazing storyline that is. Um, and then, you know, my, then, then Chris says to me, well, well, it's in the hands of Disney now, so you, you just never know. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, you leave it, hang, leave me hanging like that, then I'm cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it, but it did, it did hit me like a ton of bricks, how, how beautiful her storyline, her story arc was, you know. Um, so it'd be interesting to see um more of her journey mm. in in what's to, what's to come with what they've shot um but uh you know it's what is it it's kind of must be like that the last thing that he's had enough to do before he then you know submerges himself into the the mandalorian series i, I hope they do in a few series yeah um, I would think so. I would think that they have a they have a plan for Filoni. He ain't just doing the Mandalorian after the Clone Wars concludes. I, I think Kathleen Kennedy's going to keep him well busy, and I think the Mandalorian's <laughs> also. I think the Mandalorian's also a real test to see 
I'm not one to necessarily believe that somebody like Filoni needs a test, but I think from a business standpoint, you give them something like this with John Favreau, somebody who's a well-established now producer and director of films and have them have Filoni work next to him and say, okay, Mandalorian worked out wonderful clone wars. You wrapped it up. Hey, let's give you a live action film. Let's see how you do with it. Yeah. And plus they have, they already have that working relationship. So yes, you know, between the, between the pair of them, you know, um, I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to this. Um, not more so to the point where um, oh my goodness, it's gonna be amazing. No, I just want I just want to enjoy more Star Wars. I never yeah. get tired of seeing any Star Wars things. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. I, I I'm sorry that some some of the, some people could felt that Solo was too soon and what I'm just like really really <laughs> <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> man, if they could, if they could drop a film every single day and I could watch it like a TV series, like they're doing, yeah, I'd be fine. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't get this too soon thing or whatever. Um, uh, but you know, but it's one of those things, but I do, I do like the fact that it's Dave Filoni, um, John Favreau, um, and, um, a world that we know, a yes. galaxy we know, yes. you know, um, there's nothing, you know, everything's going to be familiar. To a point, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, so, I'm sure there are going to be a ton of surprises all the way through, and and Easter eggs, you know, um, galore, which which would be awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, people talking about various Easter eggs and things like that now, some stuff, <laughs> you know. I was, and I'm glad that I didn't know back then. I'm glad I know now. But it's um, there's that, you know. Um, but yeah, there's just so much, and and what's the what's that game that's coming? Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, which the trailer looks absolutely stunning. I mean, knowing that this is taking place right around the time of Order 66 and that the Jedi are basically running away from everywhere possible and trying to hide themselves. Again, Kanan Jarrus, played by Freddie Prince Jr., you know, he's another one of those characters that ran away from it all, much like Ahsoka too, yeah. and, and, and had to hide themselves. And now we see, oh, here's another Jedi. Here's their story, and we get it in the game format. We haven't had that yet. And you get to play yeah, as a uh, Jedi hiding from Vader and from these these essentially Imperial hunters out to get him. That is that is absolutely what be, you want to see. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I think um I mean I I don't I'm not really too good on these first person shooters and things <laughs> things like that. Sure, sure. You know, so, so, so you know, I kind of limp my way through um battlefront to a point and so i'm like oh well i can't really do much more else than this or whatever <laughs> and then you know and i'm I'm, giving, I'm having some more training as because i'm getting into destiny and things like that or whatever but um but when i saw those clips for what's it called uh jedi fallen order from ea jedi fallen order when i saw the clips for that those those stormtrooper things with red eyes oh yes the um oh vader's inquisitors yes those those stormtroopers are menacing. I mean, I mean, look. Yeah, I mean, look. You know, we had the the, the stormtroopers in the black suits in Rogue One. What were they called? I can't remember. Oh, the death troopers. <laughs> yeah, they were fantastic. Yeah, see, death troopers. See, they were cool, and they were just big, man, and they were just intimidate. <laughs> These guys are big, intimidate, and those red eyes. Oh, oh my goodness. That's I'm like I wouldn't want to I wouldn't stare down anyone like that in that suit you know I'm like 
I'll be the look. You want me to behave in the city? I'll behave. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, and I found out. I found out one of those guards because there's two of them. Right? Yes, there's, correct. There's two, one of them is Chris Bartlett. Oh no way! And he turned up in character at the at the, at the Chicago thing. Oh, how cool is that? I'm just like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you kidding? doing? <laughs> oh, but look, you know, this oh, like things like that. It, but there's so much good stuff coming. And then I saw, what is it? I saw a bit of the footage of it. Yeah. And it was just like, ooh, I recognize him because it's because of Rebels, you know. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. um, this looks almost like a a lot. It's almost that bridge between cartoon, live action, and a movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Solo for me is like a live action Rebels thing. It's just yeah. brilliant pace and everything. Um, and this game has from from the teaser. Um, has all of those qualities to it, and I'm curious because I know it's not going to be a first. Per- oh, maybe, maybe it's. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's not going to be like a first-person shooter like they had for Battlefront, and it could yeah, be more no. as submersive, and and you get to yeah. lightsaber open-world gaming. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I'm liking. I'm liking the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's everything that I think a lot of fans who we we've heard a fair sh- share of them on the podcast network who really like Battlefront 2 just didn't do the next level for them. The, you know, right. the campaign modes, the story mode, which a lot of people love the story mode and, and actually digging deep into Battlefront and Inferno Squad and everything that surrounded it. But I think that the one piece that everybody is kind of was waiting for was, okay, we actually have a story that we're going to run around in. Oh, very similar, I'm going to say, to to Knights of the Old Republic, where you played as a character, you worked your way through, you faced these battles, you faced these trials and tribulations, and then you get to that point where you say, okay, I have to make the ultimate decision. What am I going to do here? <laughs> and that is exactly what you want, a very submersible story that you can yourself be submersed into. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, these games—they take so many hours out of out of your day or your time, or um, it, especially when you've got time to kill like that. You yeah. Know? So um, to invest it into a story that's that's um, expanding at the rate that you're playing at, mm. you know, mm. um, you are a part of the story, and and you do have this thing. Uh, I want to know more. I want to. Yeah, how does this happen? And you just keep going. And, and can yeah. I get a better light? Can I get this for my blaster? Can I get this? And can I get this gear? And 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 do you know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of liking it. I'm kind of liking that stuff at the moment. Um, uh, but yeah, I what did I have? I think I've got yeah, I think I've got both battlefronts. Yeah, I yeah. think I have got both fronts. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm not. I'm. Uh, I'm I'm terrible at these first person shooters. I think I've gotten better. I think I've gotten better. You know, I think it was like me and Steel were talking about this because he's just exactly the same. And he's like, Yeah, you know what? I prefer if there was less um less battle and more front. So we could actually just walk back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want to just go for a walk and you know, on <laughs> You just want to go through a casual walk through Battery Park in New York City without being shot by a stormtrooper. Man, I'm telling you. Steel, I don't know what type of video game you want to play, buddy, but a casual stroll through New York and paying $3 an hour for for to park your car, man. I don't know if that's such a great idea. I know you're out in L.A., but come on, man. 
<laughs> but look, look, the thing is, I, I'm trying. Like, I haven't told. <laughs> like, like some of this gaming stuff is really new to me. I haven't yeah. played. I haven't played on a on a PlayStation since what Tekken Tekken Four, maybe. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, the last time I played Grand Theft Auto, um, it was when it was it was the first one, and it was a bird's eye view. <laughs> I ain't saying any more than that. You just set yourself up. <laughs> So, so now it's like it's like it's virtual 3D for me. It's yeah, just like right. it's just like I'm actually in this. And the thing is, the graphics are just too good. They you really know, they're saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna do the graphics are better in the, in the next game." And I'm like, "Really? <laughs> really?" <laughs> I remember, I remember having to stop playing Resident Evil. Yeah, I I thought, "Oh, this is." Good. Cool. I, I drew the curtains. I put on the surround sound, man. I'm playing this thing. Some dogs jump through the window. I almost jumped out of my skin, and I just turned the game off. Like, no, that's enough. That game ain't supposed to do that tomorrow. <laughs> oh man, I have to say, I have to say, it got a little bit too much for me when <laughs> this is this is getting this is getting a little bit ridiculous, but I'll say it. It became a little bit too much to me when I was playing Mario Party for N64. And I would be in a, as a kid, I'd be in the room alone and you'd roll a six or something. And then the, the level with Bowser came up and you had to battle Bowser quickly in Mario <laughs> Party. That was dark enough for me at that time and too realistic that I just shut off my N64 and was like, I'm done. I'm done with this, man. Yeah, look, there's some people that get a thrill out of being, being scared, scared out of their skin, you know, watching movies or playing these games. I'm like, no, that is not no. why I'm playing this game. <laughs> That's not the whole reason, man. I didn't drop 46 bucks to get my, my butt scared out of my pants. That's not the reason. Uh, oh, but look, you know, but then that brings us that brings us back to it brings us back to um the Star Wars one. What's it called again? Yeah. Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. You know, you get you get to be this Jedi in this world. You know what this world is about. You know, um, there isn't anybody that's going to scare you, uh, scare the pants off you. You know, it might get difficult. Um, you might have to battle some of these things. Sure. But, but, but the journey and the story, the mm. story, the stories that they weave into these these things now on all of these platforms are absolutely amazing. Absolutely. And it's like it's not it's not hard enough as it is just to make sure you you might want to tie in a few things or give a nod to this this. Um, section over here or this this bit over here or there or whatever um yeah. but to then layer it with um some beautiful storytelling oh absolutely I mean, gorgeous that's the whole point. i mean that's the whole point right you know yeah you got it is story. yeah it's all about the story man and you pay the money you pay the money to have a console and to play a game whether you own the disc or whether you're buying it from online so that you can really Get, get out of the world. What, what does Star Wars do best? Escapism. Leaving the world that you're in so that you can go to that galaxy far, far away and to be able yeah, to yeah. be invested in a story. That's what you pay the money for. And that's why we love it so much is for that reason. You saying that. You saying that. You know, with like, I, like I, I mean, George is a genius as far as I'm concerned. But whether he meant to do this or not, but a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, just that one line takes mm. you away from the here and now yeah yeah it's like oh it's like the book opening and saying oh well come inside come inside you yeah know? it's his once upon a time that's it well, that's his once upon a time, time. Oh, 
<laughs> I'm going to remember that. I'm going to have to quote that thing. That's going to go on a t-shirt now. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. T-Public, get your printers ready. I got it coming. <laughs> it's going to be something down the road. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, what was, yeah. What was, what was the most exciting thing you kind of were made aware of um, at Celebration? What kind oh, that, of just... Yeah. Wow. I think, I think the one piece for me overall that we got from Star Wars Celebration that, that brought awareness to... For me, I think it was the fandom more. Um, I think seeing a mod best come out during the 20th anniversary of, of Phantom Menace panel. I think that there, uh-huh. for, for me, I think there are moments where as a Star Wars fan, we, we see the things across social media. And of course we live in a world today. I don't mean, I don't mean to sink down the conversation, but it, it's, a valid <laughs> point. it's a valid point. I feel is that we, we do live in a world today where there is a lot of negativity and there, there are a lot of individuals who, who like to push forward the agenda of negativity. And I'm not saying names specifically, but it's all around us. And yeah. to see that a fandom that can be consumed by negativity at times and a character and a person who I adore completely, Ahmad Best, I absolutely love him coming out and saying the things that he went through. He was not afraid to say, I went through a lot, folks. Understand yeah. me as a human being. And for him to come out to applause, much like Kelly Marie Tran did during the yes. episode nine panel for a mod best to come out. I think that it was a rejuvenated sense of, okay, we're back to where we should be right now in a world where there's a lot of confusion. We're back to where we should be. Yeah. I, you know, um, that's the love of, of this, of this franchise, you know, um, people have time for, for, for each other. You know, if you're into star Wars and you've got plenty of time, you know, um, <clears throat> it's 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 just pure give mm. you know and everyone knows why you have you have a um mutual love and appreciation for something you know and yeah. Uh, yeah. there are there are human beings involved in these things you know um and yeah. everyone can walk away from a star wars movie and and expect to have the career that Harrison Ford or Carrie Fisher or even Mark Hamill, because Mark Hamill was was too was too popular. So he had to he had to pick pick his his things very very carefully for, very for those that would actually take him, you yeah. know, and give him the opportunity to be somebody else other than Luke Skywalker. So um, when things uh, or phases or shadows appear over various artists, you know. Um, you hope that they can see through it and get mm. through it, you mm. know. Um, and if, if and when they can, we will be here for them. We will be here to support them, you know. Um, I, you know, they had a hard time. I was thrilled that um, that Aaron, who plays um, Emphis Nest, yes, Aaron Kellyman. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm thrilled that she was there. I was. Me too. You know, it's kind of like, well, okay, well how long do you have to leave it before um, it's not a spoiler anymore that she play in Memphis Nest, you know, mm, mm. Because, because she wasn't on the, the press train or the PR train, you know, and it's yeah. like, and you're like, well, okay, and a big deal, you know, the subtext is, oh, you thought it was a dude, did you? Oh, it's a chick. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it's, okay, cool. And, but you're not going to 
honor that by, <laughs> by getting her out there. Mm-hmm. It, was, mm-hmm. it was like, it was kind of like, well, okay, well, let's see. Maybe there's something in the pipeline. Maybe what's going on? And I, I think there just might have been miscommunication between our agent or something like that. But to finally yeah. see her, to finally see her at, at something turn up, you know, and, and get what she deserves. I mean, I remember a stunt rehearsal. We had stunt rehearsals just to see if we were going to be able to move around and, and what things we were likely, we could be asked to do it, um, on set at any given time um, in our suits and things like that and she was across from me rehearsing her bits and pieces and 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 bits with the staff and stuff like that mm-hmm. and totally just totally loving it you know it's just yeah, really cool and then in spain when we were um on savarine mm-hmm. and 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 she's doing her thing man i was just like yeah you go girl you go <laughs> <laughs> you know it was yeah. it was but you know but but she's the sweetest little thing you know yeah. but in that mask on and stuff like that, and you tell her to kick a stuntman's ass, she can do it real good. <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. You know, and, and I remember I remember I see I saw various takes and things like that, and, and a take that didn't make it into the movie or whatever of, of her taking some guys out. And you're just thinking, wow, man, this is her story. This is she yeah. gets to tell the story. This is oh yeah, I got I uh, yeah, I played a part in, in the Star Wars film and I had to do this. You know, and it's I don't know how many movies she's done up until that point. Yeah, but mm. you're now on mm. a Star Wars set, and you're going to be doing things you've never done before in your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, never yeah. thought you'd ever do in your life. You know, um, with with the set design and all these talented people, and it's just like, wow, what a place to start. You know, so it, it was lovely. It was lovely seeing seeing her turn up. But also, you know, Ahmed. You know, he had my heart from a long time ago. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching the behind the scenes on the prequels. Yeah, which yeah, I remember those. They are the best behind the scenes footage ever across oh, the board, and agreed. it's on those prequel, prequel DVDs. Yeah, yes. no other franchise has come close. Maybe, maybe, maybe Lord of the Rings might have come close. Yeah, Lord so of much. the Rings was close. Yeah, but pure Star Wars stuff and and seeing um, Ahmed. It, partially in costume and not in costume it was it kind of just made me stop and think i didn't know or didn't think at that point maybe i should get into creature work maybe i should do this whatever it was just like oh wow okay because um i knew that one of the british actors um i don't know his name but he played padme's um guard um i know he yeah i know i know he was at celebration as well Yes. You know, and and it's just like, well, okay, well, you know, there were a couple of black guys in there. They don't have to be like a lamb or don't have to be anything or whatever. Right. You know, so there is something. Oh, what could I have done? I don't know, man. I've been a guard. Wouldn't have been a stormtrooper. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> right, right. But but it, it's the, you know, those things cross your mind, and and I was really really happy for him because it's like yeah. there's a lot of work he got to, has to do there, mm-hmm. and understanding yeah. how certain aspects in that movie are him in costume or partially him in costume and the rest is cg and things like that i was like oh wow that's cool cool and then it was that backlash you know it's like when i saw the movie i knew the humor of r2 and 3po wasn't for me it was for the younger kids yeah mm-hmm. and i knew that jar jar was for the younger kids so i accepted that so it's like okay cool you know and you just carry on not to the point where you know, they took it, 
you know, and it took it beyond the character being annoying, but him being annoying. And, and it was just, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know how people can just be so so, so vicious and, and cruel to, to other people. It's, it's, I know it's, I know it happens every single day, but, but it's, it, for, for people that you're aware of and you see them doing their work and you, and you appreciate what they're doing. And just because someone else doesn't get it or just because they just don't like it, you know, um, they go mm. off on, um, it's hard not to think that that person can just let that roll over off their backs. Yeah. You know, at some point, you know, some, some of it might seep in, you know, and when it starts affecting you in terms of people casting you for stuff or want you to work on stuff and it's like, oh, no, no, because of this. And it's not even justified. Um, it spreads. It spreads like a disease. Yeah. And, and it's only when people stand up to it. It's almost like um, the stars align. It's almost like mm, the stars mm. over, 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 over the rebirth of, of, of all of these Star Wars movies where um, there are enough people out there to defend yeah. and stand up and say that's yeah. wrong. You know, for Ahmed, for Kelly, you know, for, for all of them. You know, um, I know, um, and even talking Hayden Christian into into, no, come on, man. You know, it's not as bad as you think. And, you know, and and he'd already been scarred. You yeah. know, and to kind and for these guys to to realize that you know there are a lot more people that love them, that um, that don't even know about them, to to have something to say. You know, so you've got that you've got that much love out there. It's just like you stick around and you hang around people that love you, not people that hate. Yeah. You know. And people that love you will always be here, you know. Um, we're we're practically historians, man. I mean, you you know, you I mean you can still you can still pick up in science for me about what something's called in the in the first Star Wars movie or whatever. But you know, we follow it like that, you know. Yes, and we that's right. we love the actors and the performers for 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 sticking with it. You know, look at the handful that we have. Look at the handful yeah. we have left that that have had this as a part of their life. You know, um, and getting to a point where um, they're tying off the main mm. the storyline that they've been at attached to, yeah. you know, for, for how many years? For over forty years. So it's it's yeah. oh, it's, it's a beautiful thing, and to be able yeah. to celebrate that with a, um, a a confirmed amount of love for these people who didn't think that there were people out there that appreciated them, it's it, you know, it's it's. Star Wars magic, man. I just love it. It's it's just it's so deserving. These people are so deserving. You know, um, they've contributed um, beyond belief. You know, like even like Hayden Christensen. You know, mm. and and Ewan McGregor. Their their lightsaber sequence is the best fight sequence in the entire saga. Agreed. Agreed completely. The pace that they went at. The, how long that fight goes on for, and it's oh. pure saber. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it's just awesome. It's it just is. beautiful. Um, and 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 he's um one of two people that gave us that. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. you know, um, their characters have not have, have not been insignificant. Otherwise, no. they wouldn't have been in these movies. And we wouldn't care. <laughs> we wouldn't care, but we do care. And that's yeah. the whole point. That's the yeah. whole point is like there. there's a reason that there's a Star Wars celebration. There's a reason why Disney bought 
Lucasfilm in the in the franchise of Star Wars because they knew that what they were getting into was something greater than what originally had existed. And George wanted to sell it to Disney, not because of money, I feel, but because he had more stories to tell. He knew that Kathleen and Dave and the rest of the crew were going to come over with that deal and that Bob wanted these stories because he knew that the fans were there for it. And was there a business sense and a money sense to it? Yes, absolutely. There always is. But in the yeah. but in the end, George wasn't done telling stories. And Kathleen and Dave knew that. And they knew in coming to Disney, let's let's do what George wanted to do. Let's bring these stories to life again. Let's give it to them. And I'm telling you, when I sit down in December in the theater, last film in this sequel trilogy, man, I, I, I don't even know. It's going to be like when I sat in on Force Awakens and had that realization that this is back. It, it, it's going to feel like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's, it's been so long coming. And, and after Revenge of the Sith, no one thought there was going to be another threat. That's right. I remember you that, know, yeah. We, we knew about, it was, almost like, it was almost like folklore. We knew that there was going to be, there was supposed to be nine. Yeah. Yeah, right. But when it ended with those three, um, and then um, George got tired of all the all the poodles getting, it was just like you know what? Okay, maybe maybe this is where it where it where it ends. But okay, cool, fine, fair enough. You know, and yeah. then you know there was this rebirth, man. It was just like whoa, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and you know it's it's you know it's given the fans you know, more um, to be attached to in terms of following a story, mm-hmm. you know, and several stories, but they're all connected to the same story. You know, I, I love that. I just, I just, I think that's incredible. And then also for a new audience, you know, um, there's a new audience that kind of knows about them or kind of heard about them, maybe, you know, yeah. and, and, and doesn't see that there's a difference between any of the droids whatsoever. It's just like, okay, well, you know, and they get they get to pick their favorite out of out of the three or out of the four or coming or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like um, it's you can see it's got legs to keep giving. You yeah, know, it does. The the originals have kept giving. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, but it's but at the moment we're in this bubble where we're getting another batch and it's not this next batch we're getting is more than just three movies and maybe a book or two and a figure or something yeah it's more than that they're giving you a, 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 what what do you call it um they're giving you the the epic version yeah epic, essentially yeah of 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 all of these stories as linear as you want to attach them you know yeah. um and who knows when they're going to pause on that? Who knows when they're going to stop on that? You know, if they are, you know. That's um, a big piece. Yeah, if they are. If they but, are going but, to stop. Yeah, but but it, it makes no difference. I mean, we were here for the, the birth of birth of it all. Yeah. You know, where, where right. you know, some some people may, may see it through, all the way through for as long as they can. You know, I know the movies and everything is going to outlive everybody. But whether... <laughs> right. Whether we can, whether we are still attached to it till till the day we leave, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like some people might, might some people might have left it earlier, saying, "Oh no, no, I can't take all that stuff. I'm I'm only going to watch these ones," you know, and stuff like mm. that. So, but it's just there's just so much of it, and 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 
it's not like it's so much like it's weighty. It's so much that it there's there's still so much to know. There is a lot to know. There is we a thought, lot to know. We thought we knew all there was to know about Luke and Force and all that kind of stuff until these movies came out, and it's just like, no, 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 that was just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Know? And it's like, oh, well, you know. Um, but, it, you know, everything that they're giving us isn't just there for um, bums on seats type of thing, um, uh, just, for, just for that sake. It's mm. there because needs to be there as part of that story you mm-hmm. know um, mm-hmm. and it needs to be there in this way because that's how this these stories are told and that's what happens in these stories some amazing things happen in these stories that you cannot fathom you know and um you know some of these things are similar to what you've seen in the cartoons yeah. some of these things you know but it's mm-hmm. like oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know but <laughs> i like you know it's like i can come home and i can watch i can just put on tv and watch simpsons you yeah, know, and true. whether I've seen the episode or not makes no difference. I just watch The Simpsons. You know, yeah, I watch yeah. drama, watch drama, watch um, Big Bang Theory. Just of course, yeah. You know, um, and then you, you just crack on. But that's how it will be. Now, can you imagine? There's so much material out there. You yeah. know, whether it's film or whether it's cartoon or whether it's TV. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And, and Disney then decide when they finally stop doing all of them, yeah, to then say, well, okay, we're going to be dropping half an hour sections. Then it becomes like George Lucas's original concept of a serial, yeah, like Flash Gordon, and it ends and it ends here with a cliffhanger, possibly depending on how stories go. Ends here with a cliffhanger, and then you see see it the next time, and it's giving you part another section of the story, and then another section of seeing it in yeah. bits, like yeah. you know. Um, I mean, now we are beyond having kind of like cliffhanger serials like that, but technically, there's enough material for each one of those things to be to do that because they all yeah. end up. Yeah, there's there's yeah. enough room to be able to explore something as vintage as it may sound there's enough room to explore something like that whether it's through the Disney Plus streaming service whether it's on ABC any of the Disney properties because yeah, one of yeah. the best things you can do and I, I get the streaming format and I get that it, it, it's going to make sense for Star Wars and it's going to make sense for Disney in the long run there are still those cable TV users and those people who are going to use Hulu and all these other formats that are going to go to channels. And there's that audience that still is in the millions that I feel like something like that. I'm glad you bring up the, the original George Lucas concept of almost like serials on TV, which is that 30 minute time slot, much like Batman with Adam <laughs> West and Robin where, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. got that story <laughs> and then, yeah, right. And, and they left you off in, in King Tut's plotting the next the next episode and how he's going to defeat Batman. And he's going to get Poison yeah, Ivy yeah. involved. You know, like that's the kind of stuff that I feel like has started to rejuvenate um, in, in this, this culture. And we'll see what they want to do with it. But it is really, really a wonderful time that we have these conversations of these possibilities that we yeah. never thought we would have these conversations uh, after Revenge of the Sith. We really never thought. Uh, uh, but listen, you know, I never thought we'd have these conversations. But to be honest, there's still much, there's still so much more conversations to be said about those movies, you know? You know, and that's also with the hindsight of seeing where some of it's going, 
you know, but also the inception, because my thing is also, um, we're, I'm all, I feel like I'm always being teased just a little bit about the origins of everything, <laughs> right? right? It's like, right. okay, so, so um, with the Sith, there can only be two. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Um, I'm asked, uh, and the Jedi the same, okay. Well, tell, well, how did they fall out? Okay, how far back do we need to go for that? You know, what yeah. is the issue? What issues do they have? You know, why is it that there's this side and there's that side? And they hint at it all the time, you know? And I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, this is good. This is really good. You're feeding me these these crumbs and I'm following you, but I don't feel like I'm going to get anywhere, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. and, and then there are, there are stories um, that aren't canon anymore um, and, and, and things like that that hinted at certain things. Sure. You know, sure. when we go back with and and with the rebels and there's um, Mandalorians, they talk about their history and things like that. You know, um, and their black was it their their black saber or yeah yeah it? the dark saber yeah dark saber and stuff like that. It's like okay, so what what are you doing with sabers? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? right. Um, it, there's just there's just so much stuff like that that, and then like I said, like I'm I'm fascinated with what you have to tell me about the wills and things like that. So it's like, mm. wow, you know, there's still you know, and yet, what little is said about that. Still still fuels enough mm. of the story, the current story that we're being told, um, where they're referencing things like that just slightly um, and saying how things go, you know, and yeah. Darth Plagueis this, and Darth Plagueis that, <laughs> and, you, know. <laughs> you know. It's just like, oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, all right. Now you're mentioning that. You're going to have to show me some. <laughs> you're going to have to tell me some. Yeah. Star Wars, um, thri Star Wars thrives off of the Ws. Who, what, where, when, and why. It it just <laughs> thrives off of the W's that we always ask ourselves every day. Oh, and it's just, and it's brilliant. And it's brilliant for that, you know, and I, I love how they hold on to the old school storytelling. You know, it's, um, yeah. it's, it's classic. It's, I, can you imagine? I know, no, you can't imagine, but, but imagine or try to, right? There's no TV exists, no radio exists or something like oh, that. Oh, God, stop right stop. there. Stop. Just stop. And you're sat around a campfire and someone's telling you the story. That is, I'm, in, I'm blown away already. Yeah. 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 It's, it's what in space? And they got they got they got these laser things. What? And the brother kissed the sister. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, where's the story going? Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like you know, you know, yeah. But that would so that would rise it raise its head again, you know, as it as it always does. <laughs> Yeah, so true. It's so true. No, and, the other one, and the other one is 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 um why is Lando wearing Han Solo's clothes? <laughs> in, at the end of Empire Back. Well, did you see him leave with the luggage? <laughs> did you see him leave his suitcase? <laughs> That's why he's wearing his clothes. <laughs> he's got guys running around with ice cream machines around his place. He he knows what's good. He knows what's good up there in the clouds. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. All, of, all of that is so cool. It's all good. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of stuff to get through. A lot of stuff to get through. And um, I'm glad that they've 
taken the time to give us all of this stuff. Like, I'm, I'm guessing they must be working five years ahead of, yeah. of everything. They but, are. Um, but I, you know, their work, their work isn't in vain. You got, you got more people like us that just love it. You know, um, and that's the thing. You know, I was saying, remember, uh, this is the thing I was going. What I need to say is that. You know, also when people are saying, oh, well, Star Wars fans, they killed another thing. And, oh, yeah, Star Wars fans, they oh, destroyed yeah. their own franchise and blah, blah, blah. I just need to say this. Um, stop calling them Star Wars fans. They're not Star Wars fans. That's a contradiction. What for, If you love something, why would you trash it? You know, if you're a fan of something, why would you trash it? So, therefore, they're not Star Wars fans. So, don't say these things, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. I was just like, oh, and this is going to be great. And then someone puts a comment, oh, yeah, Star Wars fans, I bet they're going to wreck this too. No, 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 those aren't Star Wars fans. But, you know, and some people don't wreck what their fans are. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that. <laughs> a little bit a little bit of keen insight there from details i know he had mentioned it to me before i love it man like i agree with you i think the fandom sometimes just has to hit hit that break and just be like hold on hold on let's slow down slow down there's a cop up ahead we gotta slow down we gotta hey we don't want to get pulled over we, we gotta be easy i already have two tickets on my name i can't get a third ticket <laughs> That shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's crazy, and I think that this 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 movement of positivity. I've heard it on Jedi Council oh. from Collider. I've heard it on so many different podcasts. They even really closed out celebration with the idea of it's all about coming together as a family, and it's not going anywhere any anytime soon. And that's what's so great about it. It's and it's 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 a beautiful thing, and and it's a beautiful time to be enjoying Star Wars. Um, and like I said, you know, I mean, I, I saw a lot of the celebration stuff on on YouTube and and various people's posts with Bantha tracks, those guys that I love, and and things like that. And and it's just beautiful. I mean, I I went to one of the first celebrations. I think it was just be, yeah, celebration before Rogue One came out in the yes. UK. And um. Just the atmosphere of so many people just dressed up, you know, um, regardless of whether they, they, they their costumes look like what they'd intended or not, you know, right. along with those wearing pristine costumes and things like that. But just the family event, just the family thing. Everybody's there, you know, under this massive, massive roof with so much, so much product, so much um, uh, to enjoy shows. um photographs, signings, all these things that are, you know, and, and walking away with the most important thing. And that's the experience, yeah. you know, of sharing it with so many like-minded people, you know, um, I was blown away just when I went to see, um, the Muppets take the O2. Oh <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. I yeah. I didn't realize there were so many people that, that dug this the way that I did when I was a kid, you, you know, it wasn't a topic of conversation at school or anything like that. It was just no. what it was. You know, that and Sesame Street or whatever. And, you know, in the O2 arena, every seat sold, packed to the rafters and watching the Muppets. That, like, I got goosebumps just saying that. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> so, so, so it was, it was, you know, things like this, things that are connected to our childhood that we can, we can share and enjoy that I, you know, I think transcends so many issues you know um 
man, we, we just, we, you know, whether you're performing the stuff, whether you're a part of it, you know, um, whether you're uh, a fan of it, a connoisseur of it, whatever, you know, that you, you share, you share this experience with, with a family of people that um, love the franchise too, you know, and love what they're doing, you know, um, that's that's great you know and then and, and what's timed in with with um the love that and appreciation been shown to ahmed and um kelly marie and christian hayden's is it christian christian hayden christian hayden, um, yeah. hayden christensen hayden christensen you know with with things like that it's just it's beautiful to see it's just beautiful to see and then you're, you're seeing lovely people like dave filoni and and john favreau just just get to grips and you're thinking, wow, the, the right people, you know, the lovely people, they're just, ah. Yeah. Oh. It, it is, you know? it is. You see them smiling on stage, you see, see them sharing laughs, you you know that that sense of family is there and that everybody in the crowd and everybody who's watching, you know, you're all in that moment together and you're all sitting back and you're saying, okay, this is where we want to be right now. And that's one of the best feelings you can have as a Star Wars yeah. fan. It yeah, is. yeah. It wow. is. But friend, friend, you, friends you're just meeting for the first time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's that it's that moment of realization it's like that friends, it's like we've been friends for forty years or for however long they've been involved in Star Wars, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's such a it's such a good point. Such a good point. Well, I don't wanna end up saying this here on Make the Jump, but I do have to say it here. <laughs> That's right. We've come to that time of the show. It's been an awesome conversation here, but it's not an official podcast episode until we've done this. That's right. It's a little thing we like to call here on the podcast network, plug time. So, Mr. <laughs> Details, where can the good people find you across social media? Man, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just type in my name. You know, no, it's, no, it's, it's difficult because, like, like, I don't even, like, find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Um, digital underscore underscore star. Yeah. Yes. Digital, digi it's digital star, but it's digital underscore star. Um, you'll find me on there. Um, on Twitter, I think it's just details, um, all one word, um, double e, of course. Um, yeah. And if you, if you spot me on Facebook, you know, uh, I'll be the one with um, Daffy Duck as my profile picture, in some shape or form. I like it. I like it. Daffy Duck and then the Red Solo Cup, man. I, I dig that profile picture every time I see it. Man, I've been, I, was, I was thinking about changing that one out, but I'm just like, nah, let me just leave that one for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love every second I, I, I go and I tag you in something quickly and I'm like, oh, that's right. Not Daffy Tails, it's details. Okay, let me just make sure I get that right. Let me, let me not type in the wrong name here. <laughs> I don't know who it's going to tag if I do that, so... <laughs> but anyway, you guys, well, I, yeah, I could go. I could go under Daffy, man. You guys call me Daffy, you know. It, it wouldn't be a problem. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Nickname here. Okay, we'll run with it. We'll run with it. <laughs> you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Check me out on Instagram at the official vote. www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in that galaxy far, far away, and everything happening here at the podcast network. Also. Check us out over on Patreon to support the network. T Public to rock the network and all of our great designs. And also check out our latest design, which instead of prequelist, it says sequelist for all you positive fans who love 
the sequel trilogy and all these films. Go ahead and pick that up today. And also A Galaxy of Joy with Starlight Children's Foundation supporting kids and families in hospitals during those tough times in hospitals around the country. And your donation of every cent, every time helps bring some smiles to those kids' faces. So thank you so much to all of you out there who participate in that as well. So, hey, D, always a good conversation with you, my friend. Always, always, man. Just just talking about the love of Star Wars, man. That's all we do. That's all we do. And that's all that matters here on Make the Jump Podcast for details. This is Robin Vote signing off. Hey, we'll see you all soon. And it wouldn't be the end of a podcast unless I said, eh, well, maybe, may, may the force be with you? I think so. May the force be with you all. <laughs> <laughs> This is AP5. If only I had more time out here in space to listen to the Brick City Blockade podcast. Oh, I'd be so happy. But until then, may the force be with you.